Natty, how the heck are you, my good sis? What is going on, darling? Oh, I'm doing pretty well today. I've got to say, aside from me not being able to remember the days correctly this week, it's been a pretty nice week. (laughs) I went through most of yesterday thinking it was Tuesday, and then I got up today and thought it was Wednesday, and I'm like, no, this is not right. (laughs) I don't know what day I thought it was when I woke up this morning, but I remember waking up and saying what day is it? And then it hit mm-hmm. me that it was Thursday. And I was like, damn, it's been a long week. <laughs> it's been a long week. I don't know why. It hasn't been a bad like week, but it has week been a long is just week. <laughs> dragging out for me. I have, maybe because it's been raining and it's cloudy and it's cold. Yeah. Maybe yep. that's what it is. But it just feels like this week has just been just really, really dragging itself. Anywho, <laughs> we have made it to... The part in the show where this is the last day of February. Wow. And the last day of the month of love and the last day of Black History Month. And wow. so, right, February 28th, the month of love is about to fly, fly away. Yeah. And then that's Black History Month, which we haven't talked a lot about. Actually, we haven't talked about it at all. <laughs> We haven't talked about it at all, but in complete transparency, Black History Month is, it's usually not at the forefront of my mind. And that's not because I don't think Black History Month is important, but I do have mixed feelings about it. Shall I share? Do share. I have mixed feelings about Black History Month because on the one hand, I'm like, it didn't have to be like this. You know what I'm saying? We would need a month set aside to observe and celebrate the history of Black people if it were talked about and talked throughout the year, Mm -hmm. like the whitewashed history. You know what I'm saying? Right. The way it should be taught. The way it should be. Because it is just American history. Exactly. It's American history, but it's just like, okay, let's just smash Mm -hmm. all the Black history out and let's give them this. And then the parts that we leave Mm -hmm. in, let's make it look real pretty because people don't need to know all the horrible things that we did to the Black people. And so it's just like, I don't know. So I have mixed feelings feelings about it. It's like, do I really want to take their cookie? (laughs) Because that's that's how I think about Black history. Here's a cookie to keep you quiet. Here's a cookie to pacify you. So... Do I want to take their cookie? Then on the other hand, I'm like, Black people do deserve this spotlight. We deserve to be celebrated. So do I cheat the people, my people, (laughs) out of the spotlight because I don't want to take the cookie? Do I not honor and celebrate them because the cookie came with dirty hands that only wanted to pacify us? Yeah. I don't know. So those are my mixed feelings about it. Do you have any thoughts on Black history? I mean, do you feel any type of way about it? Or what do you think about Black History Month? Even though this is the last day, but what are your thoughts on it? I don't feel any type of way about it. I do agree. I have always thought that these are things that should be taught to everyone all year. I have always believed that. I remember when I was in the ninth grade, I was I was class president and then the president over all of the student government uh was a senior and you know he was a white student and that was the year 1989 uh to 1990 is that right or was that 
Yeah, I think that was right. During that year in Georgia, they there was a lot of discussion about having the MLK holiday. And of course, that's not during February or during January, right. but yeah. there was a lot of discussion about that. And he and he saw it, and I guess our, like our school newspaper or something like that. And he was like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna skip over that." And he's and we were, we're sitting at the same table. He's like, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry." He saw me sitting there. He's like, "Oh wait, I'm sorry." You know, da, 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 da. and he said something like, "I just I don't understand why we can't just have a, a like a day of the white man or something." What? Yeah. And little 14-year-old ninth grade me looked mm-hmm. at him and I said, well, because every day is the day of the white man. What? Um, <laughs> raining I really did. at 14 and years old. Yeah. And he kind of shut up after that. I was like, bitch, what do you mean? So I get exactly what you're saying about, you know, because it's kind of a similar thing. You hear, we've heard over many, many years well, I don't understand why there has to be a Black History Month. There's not a White History Month. It's like all year we are taught, like you said, whitewashed history. We're taught about how the pilgrims were benevolent. We're taught about how the founding fathers of this country were as close to God, almost as close to God as Jesus. Right. We are taught about how every president up until Obama could do no wrong, unless, of course, he was like a Democrat, I guess. We've been taught about all of these white people throughout the entire year. So that's why there doesn't need to be a month. And the fact that we were given this kind this month and a lot of, of you know, black people joke all the time about, yeah, it's the shortest month of the, the year too. Month you know, of blah, the blah, year, blah, yes. <laughs> yes, I've said that too. I totally understand the perspective of, yeah, like it's like, oh, here you go. Take your little month. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, like, that's we're how still I feel about really... it. Take, take your little month. Yeah. Yeah. And in school, even though we were in, I was in school, we weren't really taught a lot of stuff during Black History Month anyway. Nope. Coming up in the public school system, for me, I, we heard, we learned about Martin Luther King Jr., of course. We learned mm-hmm. about maybe a little bit about Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. The we usuals. saw a couple, yeah. the usuals. We saw a couple of things because at the time, in the 80s, current events wise, you know, this is what was going on. So we might have seen pictures of and her- and seen Jesse Jackson's name, you know, that kind of thing. I wasn't taught a lot about Malcolm X in school. Right. I wasn't Mm-mm. taught Girl, a lot about Sojourner Truth until like, Ma- no, they're not going to do that. Right. I wasn't taught a lot about Sojourner Truth until like I started learning for myself in 10th grade. So even though we had a Black History Month, it's not like anything was ever being done during that month anyway. It was still the same old stuff. I'm, I kid you not. I don't even remember hearing a lot about Rosa Parks. And these are like three or four people out of yeah. a sea of people that we could hear about. Maybe George Washington Carver. Maybe. Like, yes, I didn't even know about this. Every now and then. Every now and every then. Now they and would then. Throw, yep. they For throw us, a little it was thing primarily Martin Luther King and Harriet Tubman. That, that's it. And you just kind of learn their names to know their names. And with mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, it's, oh, the, it's, you know, they talk about the air quotes, I have a dream speech. Like that's not even the name of the speech, but whatever. I didn't even know about the hidden figures until the movie came out until a few years ago. Yes, Henrietta. And Henrietta Lex. I'm like, yes, what on earth? I'm like, who is this Catherine Johnston? Who was this? Who are these women at that? Na- what women at NASA? What are you talking? So I totally understand if Black History Month is supposed to be even like this cookie that we're being given, 
it's been a pretty drab cookie because we still aren't, aren't really getting taught right. or celebrated. And for the last few years, this year included, the month of February has been rife with bullshit because in Florida, the the AP African American Studies program has been completely gutted because that yep. governor wanted those certain things to be be taken out of the curriculum and it's i'm like, like okay what is it that y'all don't want people to know what do you not want people to know that's it's a trip it's an absolute trip and of course that's a rhetorical question because we know exactly what they don't want want us everybody to know exactly. so i totally understand your sentiment in like 2015 2016 2017 i used to do things we even before that like back to like dating back to maybe 2011 on my social media, I would share pictures of prominent Black figures on my Facebook and on my Instagram and stuff like that. I stopped doing it a couple of years ago. And again, like you said, not because I don't think this is important, but mainly because even though I am a teacher, I've worked mostly as a teacher for most of my adult life, with the exception of the my 20s when I was doing more performing than teaching. Even though I'm a teacher, I just don't feel the need to educate for free anymore in that way. I don't feel the need to be sharing things that white folks, first of all, can, can find if they were willing to find on their own and be that they're, that they want to consume and, and consume for me and extract from me mm-hmm. with no, with no acknowledgement. No pay for my labor. And yeah, no payment. Yeah. So that's why I stopped doing it. It, it. I didn't start doing it as a means to educate white people. I really started it as a, as a means to, like you said, celebrate and to honor. And I'm like, there's so many people that we have not heard of in mass that we really should know about. But yeah, I just don't feel the need to be one of the many free educational resources for, for society anymore. I don't. So that's why I stopped doing it. But I get what you're saying. I don't think, I mean, I think all of that is, is fair. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to take the cookie. It's an unsweetened cookie. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the cookie. And if you, for, for those of our listeners that are this way, I'm not this way. I don't know if Shirley's this way, but I'm not this way. But for those of you who are, it's an unsweetened cookie with raisins in it. <laughs> oh, girl. Because do not put raisins in my cookie. Okay. Okay. So Shirley is one of those too. So like, I love a good oatmeal raisin cookie. No, but a lot of people don't. So it's a unsweetened cookie with raisins in it. <laughs> <laughs> or even worse, it's an unsweetened cookie with cranberries in it or some shit. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take the cookie from the dirty hands. Better yet, we are making our own cookies on our own time when we Come feel on. like it. That's what we're yeah, doing right now. We're making our own cookies because yeah. we are straight up honoring our ancestors here. Exactly. Um, Absolutely. Because that's what they deserve. Absolutely. So having said all of that, today we are going to, what are we doing? We're still going with February <laughs> being the month of love, but we're also going to honor Black History Month by showing some love for and celebrating some Black women in history that we love. And we're doing Black women because this is a podcast for black women, right? Black women. So we're gonna right. turn the lights on some black women. So, who wanna go first? Do you wanna tell me about yours, Natty, or shall I tell you about mine? Uh, I chose two well, people I could to shine a light on. So, 
Okay, yeah. Well, I I chose I chose two as well, okay, mainly because I, you told me that you chose two. So I was like, well, surely chose two, then I'm going to choose two. I'm like, that's what we're doing. We're choosing two women apiece, and then we're going to talk about them. So yeah, I chose a singer, and I chose a writer. These are both two women out of a sea of Black women that I wish I could meet and talk to and maybe even be mentored by or whatever. Oh, I think Um, I know one. But unfortunately, they're gone. So we have to settle for reading about them, reading their work or listening to their work. And that's that's where I'm at. So the first one, the singer, is Ella Fitzgerald. I fell in love with Ella Fitzgerald in the 90s. I didn't know a whole lot about her. I had seen her before on TV, but I didn't know very, very much about her. But being in in college and being a musician in college and singing jazz every weekend as a job, I got to know her work a lot better. And this was before she passed away. She passed away in 1996, which is the year that I graduated from college. But I am so in awe. Even now, when I listen to her, when I hear her voice, I am so struck by how clear like a bell like like a like a shining ringing bell her voice is and the way she utilized her voice her voice itself really was a legitimate instrument like a clarinet or an oboe or a stringed instrument or a brass instrument it was like that we wouldn't have the impact of like scatting i've without Ella Fitzgerald, I believe. I really like listening to her scat on a record or on a recording. It is otherworldly. I'm like, this is one of the most skilled vocalists that probably ever lived. I'm I'm never not in awe when I listen to her. And it's not just her scatting ability and her ability to kind of treat her voice like a separate instrument. It really was the beauty of it. Like my family, we have a, we have one of our traditions is starting on Thanksgiving. We like to play Christmas music. We start playing Christmas music, like starting on Thanksgiving. And one of the albums that we, we always play on Spotify, I'm going to have to buy the vinyl is, uh, Ella wishes you a swinging Christmas. And so it's Ella Fitzgerald singing all of these Christmas carols. And it's just so sublime. It's so beautiful. Her voice was so pretty. And of course, she as a vocalist and as a musician was so skillful. I've just looked up to her ever since I got to know her work better as a college student. And I would love to have been able to meet her and talk to her. She has there's a documentary about her on Netflix. I watched I watched it last year. It's really good. She's just she's just really amazing and she she truly you can tell how much she loved her craft and how seriously mm-hmm. she took it. And it took her far and of course, you know, being a black woman, she didn't have an easy life, but she was able to take um what she had, which was the gift of her voice and she really made the most with it. And it has impacted so many people as a result, myself included. So that was one of the women. And then the other woman is a writer. 
And I don't know as much about her as I do about maybe a couple of other writers. You know, I, there was a whole list of writers, just a, a list of singers too, but there was a whole list of writers that I could have chosen for. I could have said Gwendolyn Brooks. Mm-hmm. I could have said Maya Angelou, Tony, Mor- Tony Morrison, so many, June Jordan, all kinds of people. But I settled on, I don't want to say settled like I settled for. I landed on Lucille Clifton. Oh, I don't know her. Oh, man. She's just amazing. I chose her because, well, A, her name's Lucille. And that's my mom's name, too. And because I noticed that at, over the past two or three years, a lot of little bits and pieces that I've written in my journals and planners have come from her, amongst other Black women writers. Last year, the very front page of, not the very front page, but the very first month of the year in January, I copied her, I copied one of her poems into my planner. And I am going to share it with you because it's not very long. It's called, I am running into a new year. And it goes like this. I am running into a new year and the old years blow back like a wind that I catch in my hair, like strong fingers, like all my old promises. And it will be hard to let go of what I said to myself about myself when I was 16 and 26 and 36, even 36. But I am running into a new year and I beg what I love and I leave to forgive me. So that was a poem that really struck me. And so I wrote that in my 2022 planner for the start of the year. And back in 2020, I wrote, I copied another poem of hers in a memory keeping journal that I, that I had. I still have it. I don't know why I said had, but I wrote that and that one's even shorter. So I'm going to share that too. And it says, well, the title of it is why some people be mad at me sometimes. And it goes like this, and it's it's applicable to what's happening in the world right now, like even what we were just talking about, about Florida. So why some people be mad at me sometimes, that's the title. And it says, they ask me to remember, but they want me to remember their memories, and I keep on remembering mine. So I would love to meet her, like seeing, picture, seeing pictures of her, she looks like such a sweet lady. Yeah. And I would like to meet her and talk with her about her poetry and about who inspires her and how she got into writing in the first place. And was there anything that she wanted to write about that she didn't write about? She hadn't gotten around to it yet, that kind of thing. So those are the two women that I wanted to shine a light on and meet. Who did you think I was going to say? Because I, I heard you say, oh, I know who you're going to um, say. God, you mentioned her name. The oh, writer. You, you mentioned her name. You said you're going to choose her, but then you landed on Lucy. Oh, Toni Tony Morrison? Toni or... Morrison, yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. I, I kept going back and forth like, who? which one of these Which one of these women am I, I going to choose? I know how much you love her work. So I, I do. It was going to be Toni Morrison. I have a lot of her words copied in my planners and journals, too. Yeah. I think it's so amazing that you... With Lucille, you, you kept saying, I, well, I think you said with both of them that you want to, that you wanted to meet them. Because I often think about what it would be like to actually meet an ancestor, you know? Mm. And I think that's why I love Nancy's podcast so much. <laughs> because yes. she talks about dreaming. And so mm-hmm. I often wonder what it would be like if an ancestor showed up in my dream. 
Yes. And how would I feel after waking from that dream? You know? Yes. In all honesty, I ain't lying. I've been praying, God, please. Mm-hmm. Just let me see an ancestor, you know, a prominent ancestor that mm-hmm. could sow some words of wisdom into, you know, and mm-hmm. be a guide for me in yeah. this, and, you know, in this real living life, I guess, you know. So, yeah, I want, I like, I really want to experience that. I want to experience like having conversation in a dream with an ancestor. Yeah. I want to I love that. I would love to experience that too. Like especially be able to have a dream like that and then wake up and remember it. Yes. <laughs> because I have a lot of dreams that I yes, wake up and I don't definitely remember. <laughs> want to remember it. Like I like that's one of the requirements, God. I want to remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, w- I don't want to just remember the feeling. I want to actually remember the dream. So yeah. Yeah, I want to do that. So yeah, I am going to be highlighting the high priestess of soul well one of the mm-hmm. people I, I, i'm highlighting is the high the high priestess of soul miss nina simone because y'all know mm-hmm. i've been talking i think i've been talking about her in probably every episode <laughs> you've mentioned <laughs> her a number year. of times yes this year yeah i don't know why but for some reason mid-december nina simone just dropped in my spirit i watched her documentary a couple years ago but for some reason, mid-December, she just dropped in my spirit. Because I remember texting you, Natty, and telling you that I've been listening to Nina Simone all day. But for mm-hmm. some reason, like, I'm really vibing with her in this season of my life. And I don't know if it's if, if it's because she's so unapologetic or she was so unapologetic in her being. Or maybe it's because she was so comfortable with her blackness. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe because I am striving to get there that, you know, maybe maybe she's an in- ancestor that is guiding me. Yes, yes, maybe. maybe. Okay, okay. I see where you're going with this. Okay, God, I see. Look at that. Come through insight. Okay. Okay. So I just feel like I, like I really just been vibing with her. Like the more I'm becoming the more I want to know about Nina Simone. I want to know about her life. So my spirit is like really drawn to her in the season. So maybe it's her guiding me. Yeah. Come through, Nina. Yeah. I'll see you. Yes, come through. I watched her <laughs> documentary too. It was so good. Yeah, was La- I think so I watched good. it early part of last year. Yeah, it was, it was so, so good. good. But anyway, Nina Simone, like her music transcends time because I'm still listening mm-hmm. to it. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. So it, it definitely transcends time. I think when I listen to it, there there are various genres that I hear in it. There's like blues, there's folk, there's gospel, classical. It's like like she was talented in so many genres. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it makes a really good listening. Like it does. It does. I, I, it's it so does. soothing. It calms me. And there's always a message in the song. So yeah, that's right. That. Mm-hmm. I think what I love about Nina, some, there was a message in the song, but not only that, but Nina was also closely connected to the civil rights movement. Right. Even in her music, she was very unapologetic about voicing and calling out the injustices and inequities mm-hmm. for our people. For example, Mississippi Goddamn. Right. Right. right? 
Yes. That was actually when I went back to um, after I saw her documentary, I went back to just kind of like get some history on that, that whole song. And that was after it was a protest in reaction to the four little girls that got bombed in Birmingham. And yeah. it was after Maker Evers was assassinated. And mm-hmm. so she that those things happened in 1963. And I think she released Mississippi Goddamn in 1964. Because <laughs> Mississippi Goddamn. Right. You know yeah. yeah, I hear you. <laughs> like, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. I feel like that song was kind of exemplifying her mental and emotional anguish with everything that was happening the violence and the oppression that was being inflicted upon the black communities in the South. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Mississippi. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. Mississippi still goddamn like for real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> girl. Don't even get me Ooh, started. Girl, who child? <laughs> All that don't stuff even... going on in Jackson last year. And I'm sure girl, it's still going on. And it's with still the, I'm like, oh, Lord. It's, girl. Lord, him. Anyway, like I say, I live here. And let me tell y'all, anyway. We need liberation for our people. Good God Almighty. Still goddamn. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, for real. Like Nina I think Nina used used her music to it was it was a kind of kind of a way in sort kinda sorta, like a weapon for her. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And so she weaponized music. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. she that that was I think that was her way of fighting against the injustice that was happening yeah. and, you know, the oppression that was happening in the black community. So, yeah. And in Mississippi, those weapons are still being formed mm-hmm. and we are still out here fighting. Still you know fighting. Yep. We're, we're still yep. fighting. So a, a lot of her music was politically motivated. So I love that about her to be young, gifted and black. Yes. I feel like in that song, she really wanted to show appreciation for black children so that they would feel good about themselves. And then she also had a song that the four women, I think, was it the four women or just titled four women? But anyway, in that one, she was highlighting the suffering and resilience of black women. Mm-hmm. And so, because you know, I'm all for us. <laughs> yes. So yes. that's, I mean, that's that's really why I I love her because she's so unapologetic and 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 she just like she loves us, you right. know. And you could hear that in the music, in, in her music, like she has such an appreciation for black people, and she yes. wanted us to see ourselves the way she saw us. That's what I I, love it. I think she wanted I us to it. see ourselves the way she saw the way she saw us. So anyway, I love Absolutely. her work. <laughs> and I love her for the work that she did. And I love her for guiding me in this season in my life. Mm-hmm. So her work lives on. Like I say, it transcends time. Come what through, is- Miss Eunice. Come through, Miss Nina. Yes. You know, her name is Eunice Wayne. Yes, her, yes, her That's her government Eunice, name. Yes. And she was from... She was from Tryon, North Carolina, mm-hmm. which might yep. be current day Charlotte. Yeah, I'm like, come through, come like through, She did what you? needed to be done. She, she really did, did what needed to be done, and she did not apologize. She didn't apologize for it, for it not once. Did I, not. you know what I love? I have several pictures of of Nina Simone on my camera roll that I've just saved from like online, and one of my favorite pictures of her is 
you know, she's older and she's sitting with her hair wrapped in a scarf. And yes. she's, I can't tell if she she's in her bedroom or in the hotel. Yes. She really did. She could rock yes. a scarf. And I can't, I don't, I can't tell if it's her bedroom or if it's a hotel room, but she's sitting up in the bed, smiling, and she's got like a tea set or whatever. Like she's like chilling, like, like one of the items on the rest bingo card. Like she's, that's what she's doing. She's just resting. And I love that. And then I also love, there's a video, a little video clip of her from, I don't know what year. I really don't know, but she's, you know, she's an older woman and this, this white man is interviewing her and she talks about how, you know, I went to Paris and I, I was, they, cause they, the record company took all of my records, my music, and they weren't going to pay me. And I said, I went to, to Paris and I told the record executive, I want my money. And he said, well, we're not going to pay you. And I said, oh yes, you are. And I took out and a gun. And the way she said it, and the way she said it. <laughs> it wasn't a, it was a gun. It wasn't a knife. And I, yes. I went over there and I shot him. And the guy was like, you shot her? She's like, that's, that's right. <laughs> and he was like, you don't feel better? She's like, no, I'm sorry. I didn't get him. <laughs> I, I love that every time I watch it. <laughs> that's the type of energy I want to exude. Yes, because you ain't gonna steal my work from me. You ain't gonna take my exactly. work and not pay me, bitch. You better, exactly. you better recognize. Exactly. You better come correct. Exactly. And that's why I say she was so unapologetic. Yes. You know, she didn't feel bad about that. Yes, no, I would. And for what? Why would she feel bad? And for it's what? Because like, uh, you're not gonna this steal work. From you better me. give me my money. Exactly. You better you are run not me my checks. To steal from me. Yes, <laughs> you better go steal from me. Yes, I, I absolutely love her. Like I, like I say, I, yeah. I love that her work continues to live on. Her voice continues to live on and through the voices of Black women. As a matter of fact, the continuation of of, um, Nina Simone's work, the continuation of her work is part and parcel to the why behind Shades of Strong. Yeah. And not just the podcast, but the entire movement, because we use our voices in the words of Natty, to shake the tables. Yes. <laughs> the tables to yes. like, to shout, like we are doing the, some of the same things that she was doing just in a different form. To different shine form. a light on the pressures that the world intentionally and unintentionally place on the backs of Black women. And then we give them space to unpack and rest through the Sister mm-hmm. Circle Gather. We don't have a large platform like Nina. But this is not yet anyway, y'all. Not yet. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Yeah. And even in my personal life, you know, with Nina, and I got one more person to do, so I need to wrap this up. <laughs> no, take your time. <laughs> say what you need to say. Say all and the things that you need to say. I just feel like now that I say it, that I feel like perhaps she is guiding me. And so I am being I think she is. super intentional, not just with Shades of Strong, but in my personal, my personal life too. Like, I'm shaking some shaking, shaking some tables in my own life by mm-hmm. refusing to cower back, refusing to mm-hmm. be silenced, refusing to bow down to white white history mm-hmm. <laughs> and the white standards of living, refusing to give in to the audacity of Caucasian. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. Come through poetry. I do be doing a little poetry sometimes. You be doing some stuff. I heard and that refusing girl. to apologize for having the unmitigated gall to shake some tables. Like, yeah. for real. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Nina Simone. My next person is Whitney Houston. And y'all, Whitney, Whitney had her struggles. 
but I she did. love me some Whitney Houston. Yeah. I, will I still get teary-eyed sometimes when I think about Girl, her. Girl, I just, I, I love do. her so much. She has, Whitney has gotten me through so many hard days in my life. And my very first favorite song is I Want to Dance with Somebody. And when mm-hmm. I'm having a hard day, that is what I play. I want to dance with somebody. And I dance with myself. <laughs> I heard that. I really do. I, I dance with, she is my favorite artist. I love her. I love that she tried. She she had an addiction. Mm-hmm. But I believe with everything in me that Whitney fought with everything in her. I believe I it too. I believe that she desperately wanted to beat the addiction. I believe. I believe and that I too. Thought she, and, I, and I believe that she went down fighting. And so I no matter... It. What anybody says about Whitney, that is my girl. And yes. she will always be my girl. I love her. I Listen. absolutely love her. And her music also transcends time. It, it does. You have no idea, but your favorite song being I Want to Dance with Somebody. I That's one of my favorite songs by her too. One of, because I have a few. Mm-hmm. But to see, I want to dance with somebody having the the resurgence and the moment that it's yes. having right now. Yes. I freaking love, love it. it. I yes. love it. And I don't have, I have all the smoke for anybody who wants to say whatever, whatever kind yeah. of negative stuff they want to say Do about, don't step me. to me with that. Because listen, lots of our, lots of our artists, especially had problems with addiction, but our artists aren't the only ones that had problems with addiction. And I don't it's see y'all. It's the only one y'all... they shine a light on. Listen, I don't see y'all having the same heat for exactly. Janis Joplin or something. And exactly. not that you should. I'm not saying you should. But the fact that these people like to try and come down on Whitney Houston the way they do, it is giving foul stench. And there will be no Whitney Houston slander in the not shades of strong realm not over not here over not here. when you are talking about one of the greatest voices that ever lived no you will not Listen, do it you won't you better do get it. it straight whatever negative stuff whatever negative opinions you got about miss miss whitney you can keep it to yourself or share it with your echo chamber but do not share it with us because that woman sings she sang like a bird when i think of whitney houston's voice I think of fireworks because her voice was spectacular. It was absolutely spectacular to hear it. You feel, you feel the energy coming from that. And that is a once in a generation type voice. Every Mm -hmm. generation, if they're lucky, gets to have a voice like that. And we as black people are very lucky because just about every single generation, we get at least two or three of these kinds of voices. And Whitney Houston's was one of those kinds of voices. So listen, we're going to keep it cute over here. You're going to talk about what a great singer she was and how you love all her songs and how you love- Or you ain't going to say nothing at all. Or you're not going to say nothing. Like it's real simple. We said what we said. You don't have to be a fan. You don't have to be a stan. You don't have to be any of that. But let's be for real at least, okay? Like let's let's, let's keep it above. Don't come for Whitney. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Listen, I was, I got mad. Now I'm not mad anymore. And I stopped being mad well, a long time ago. But when I was in high school, I think it was high school, maybe junior high. I can't remember when she started dating Bobby Brown, but I got mad when she started dating Bobby Brown. I was like, not her getting with the bad boy, not her getting with the bad boy. He's gonna, he's gonna not knowing that she was the bad girl. 
girl when i saw that i was like okay revelations i was okay. like oh yeah. so bobby wasn't really influencing her like that mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. was they was gassing each other okay i got it i got it i got it and i'm like look at you bobby pulling janet and whitney okay no. look at you king girl you go ahead i said the same thing i said i said janet and whitney say what now janet like Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, he did that. He did that. Don't be cruel. Okay, I heard that. <laughs> like I said, don't come for me. That's my girl. I love her. And how lucky are we to be alive in a time when she was alive and we yes. got we got you and I, like specifically, we got to experience her debut. The yes, first song did. I ever yes. heard of Whitney Houston's, her debut song, mm-hmm. um, You Give Good Love. Holy shit. I heard that mess for the first time. It was like an 11-year-old kid. We, and we didn't like, have no business listening to it, but uh, yeah. No. Saving all my love for you. Singing, <laughs> yes, I was singing my little heart out to that song. And it's all about like being the side chick. And I'm like, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, it's honey. I didn't know. But we oh didn't know. Gosh. But baby, the music was good. To yes. hear that and to be able to experience that. You know, the kids today, they're experiencing, I want to dance with somebody, but they don't know exactly what it's like because they mm-hmm. weren't there when the song came out. When it dropped. When you know, it dropped. Yes. Exactly. And the yes. music video and all of that. And some of them are so young that they love these songs, but she's probably been dead their whole life, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, possibly. So they didn't get to know, but we got to know, like with, with Nina Simone, we sort of kind of got to know, mm-hmm. even though her, her, the heyday of her career, the civil rights movement that was before my time, right. wasn't born yet. I was born right. in the seventies. Same thing with Ella Fitzgerald. I got to know kind of like, her in her old age, seeing seeing her on TV as a kid, she's already well up into her to her old age. But we have gotten to experience in our lifetimes some yes, amazing, yes. amazing artists. Have. Yes. And many of them have been black women. So, you know, I just I just feel like that's just legendary. That's iconic. Um, as the kids say, that is legendary. You know, <laughs> it's all of those things. <laughs> It's all legendary and iconic. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is all indeed. the things, as you say, all the things. So, anywho, we said all of that. <laughs> Taking our time to celebrate yes, some, to some ancestors celebrate over here. Some of these ancestors. <laughs> and, girl, like, my heart is just so warm right now. Like, to just yes. to, be able to, to be able to have a platform where we can celebrate. Our, right. our ancestors like so yeah we taking the cookie that's from the our dirty... cookie yes we, we are make taking... we made our own cookie we made a really good chains of the oppressors and we said we crumbled it up we crumbled that shit right on <laughs> we up and like no we're gonna show you how to make a and cookie we, over here we make <laughs> our own cookies and we doing like nina simone did we weaponize our cookie <laughs> and we're we're making cookies every damn day every not just day. one month out of the year Every day. So like Natty said, I encourage you to do the same thing. I know today is the last day of February, thereby the last day of Black History Month, but it is not too late. Use, if you want to use the word cookie, the cookie, their cookie, if you don't want to make your own, their platforms, their stages to speak up, 
not just during Black History Month, but every day of the year. Yeah. yeah. Use what you have been given to speak up to unfairness, injustices, and inequities in your workplace, in your neighborhoods, in your communities, in your school systems, everywhere. And keep that same energy 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days of the year. They gave us the cookie. Now let us show them what we're going to do. With it. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing. Anything you want to add before we get out? Because we are, oh, girl, we are over our time. My, 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 my little red light just flashing saying, shut up, girl, shut up, girl, shut up, girl. Well, you know, it's worth it because time is honoring yes. and celebrating uh, these women is time well spent. And I love that. I love the the idea of saying, you know, fuck your cookies. We make it our own. We make it our own. Yes. <laughs> we fuck make it your own. Dirty, murderous cow. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yes. We're going we to throw them right on the trash because you don't know how to make a good cookie. Your shit is bland. It ain't sweet. It don't have no good texture. It's not moist. It's dry as fuck. We're making our own good cookies and exactly. we're sharing them amongst each other every single day because day. believe me when I say, there are enough cookies that we can make on our own. And by mm-hmm. that, I mean, there are enough people that we could talk about ancestor-wise mm-hmm. to last us so all year lifetime. and then some. Yes. A lifetime. A lifetime. And we were never going to get told about those people in those whitewash history books. Certainly, I feel bad for those kids in Florida because they probably not going to get told taught about them either if Girl. that governor has his way. That's okay. That's okay. But that's all right, though. That's, that's what we're all right, for in a lot of other people. guess what? Yep. We know how to read. We know how to read. We know exactly where to go. And we know exactly how to share information amongst ourselves. Exactly. Because what y'all not going to do is keep us ignorant. Y'all not going to do that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's what they want. (laughs) That's what they're trying to hide. Y'all want to throw the rocks and hide your hands, but no. We know how to read. We know know where to go to get resources. We know the things. Oh, yeah. And we can see you. Oh my gosh! Like hiding your hand. We can. We Clearly. see you. <laughs> Very clear. So yeah, y'all. That's it for today's episode. I have thoroughly enjoyed. It. I gotta say, it's one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> I love. I love yes. this conversation. We probably should do this every now and then, and just yeah, come up should. with two new black women to talk about and be like, Girl, "This is what I, I love." I'm mad about it. We should. Well, I love this I am, person. Yes. We can do it every quarter. How about we do it every quarter? Oh, that would be nice. I love it. That would be very nice. Okay, so yeah. Because it fits it in with your Rise of the Black Woman thing, too, because, hey, these are the women that are inspiring us to rise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, y'all. So that's what we're going to do once a quarter. We don't know what day, what week it's going to be, but once a quarter, we're going to celebrate. It's going to be something. Mm-hmm. More we black women. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. So, do. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Um, what was I going to say? We're going to get out of here. Shades are strong on all platforms. Or <laughs> thank you, you girl. Thank you. That's what I'm going to say. We are Shades are strong on all platforms. And I, I say that every episode, but we're really not active on any of them. <laughs> we're active but listen, here in can, these recordings. Yes. You can slide in the DMs. I do you check can. them. So you can slide in the DMs, even though we don't do a whole lot of posting. You can slide in the DMs there. And if you don't want to do that, because perhaps you're not active on social media, you can hit us up by email. Hi at shakesastrong.com. All right. We're out of here until the next episode. Dare to do strong differently. 